Palm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pizza, beer, and wine. All cash tips go to furloughed employees. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294. 314-343-0294 and a thank you for your business. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You listen to In The Zone and this is the network. Girl, I must warn you. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. Hey, this is Erica Fernandez, your girl, Curls and Sports, and this is the Price Check Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to Price Check Podcast here on the In The Zone Network, going city to city, state to state, worldwide, you are listening to In The Zone. You know what today is. You know the feelings today. The Lakers are champions. There is joy in the room. There is joy. Joy. There is excitement. It's a celebration. It is a celebration. Where is Charlie Murphy when you need him? RP to Charlie Murphy. The celebration! Breakfast! Charlie Murphy, it's a celebration! The celebration! The Lakers are champs! <laughs> Put some respect on their damn names. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't you start their respect. Look! Don't hey, you man. start their respect. Put some respect on the name, man. Look, the Los Angeles Lakers are champions of the NBA world. Okay. Now you saying Now you saying put respect on the Lakers. Yes. You ain't talking about the finals MVP, right? Well, so we'll, we'll get to LeBron. We'll get to LeBron. <laughs> we gonna, we gotta look, I got something to say about that. I, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. I was waiting on it. Um <laughs> I got something to say. As we all know by now, the Los Angeles Lakers have won the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Um what turned out to be a very entertaining six-game series against the Miami Heat, probably say for about the last three quarters of game <laughs> six. Um, but entertaining nonetheless. Um, you know, we got to see J.R. Smith running out here with his shirt off, grabbing the trophy like he played. Um, he influenced Caruso and Kuzma to take their shirts off post-game. It was a shirtless frenzy down in Orlando in the bubble. Um of course, LeBron James presented with Finals MVP trophy number four for him. Um, that was a given. <laughs> championship number four for him. That was a given. Anthony Davis, ring number one in his first season with the Lakers. I will say, 
I did see the reaction that he had when he found out that he was, you know, about to be crowned NBA champ, and you yeah. saw tears in his eyes, man. And so, you know, congratulations to him. Yeah, definitely, big congrats um, to, to all the to all the haters. We gonna go on a hater world tour here in a second. Okay. Um, to all the haters that said we gave up too much in the Anthony Davis trade, never said that. Thank God. That that take his age very poorly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, kind of hard to lose a trade when you end up. World champions at the end. Of Go ahead and find my tweets if you if I say anything of sorts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you did, but we got, we got I some know haters I didn't out say there. It. That's yeah. what I'm making sure. We got some haters out there. Yep. Um, you know, playoff Rondo. Shout out to him. Showed up. Showed up. <laughs> Where did this dude come from? <laughs> look, look. He only shows up when the playoffs start. <laughs> that's all. Look, that's all you need. And he been around, man. Like I think, if not mistaken, the only team he ain't been with, big city wise, is New York. Because he ain't never played for the Knicks. But he three cities. Yeah, and all the big, big markets. Cities. He's been with the Bulls. He's been with the Celtics. He's been with the Lakers. Yeah, he's been the big He's been to the playoffs, man. That's pretty impressive. Hey, look. You got rings now, what, in two different decades? Three ring Danny Green, baby. Look. <laughs> Hey. Y'all gonna get off his back too. I look, I'm, heels and I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get off Danny because he actually made shots in Game Six. That's right. He made big shots. I mean, he really he played poorly in the playoffs. But at, at the end of the day, let's not kid ourselves. Danny Green was a, a big contributor to the Lakers championship. Absolutely. Um, now I will be interested to see what happens with him this offseason um, because I think, and, and I'm saying this seriously, I think KCP and Alex Caruso have made the case that Danny Green's services are no longer needed. Okay. Not to mention, Avery Bradley's probably going to be back next se- season, and he was not there in the bubble. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Do Think about a, does he get a ring? Yeah, he got to. I, Avery Bradley got to get a ring. Yeah, because you play He played the, the entire regular season before the bubble. Before the bubble. And, oh, yeah. you, you know, he got kids at home, you know, wanted to be there for his family. I understand. Get him a ring. Get him a ring. He contributed. He needs a ring. Um, That's number one for him, ain't it? It is number one for him because he didn't win. It with I don't. The he was not on the Celtics roster when they won the championships. I think he got there what like 2011 after that last. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was afterwards. Yeah. Um. So, you know, definitely give Avery Bradley a ring. Wish we could have had him in a bubble, but of course, you know, it turned out not to matter. Sorry. <laughs> um. But definitely appreciate everything that he contributed to the team leading. You know, up until the time that play uh, got halted there due to coronavirus. Uh. Big shout out to Frank Vogel. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I would he be saying He shut the haters it. up too, man. He really did. Like, if anybody needs to be going on a middle finger world tour, it's Frank Vogel. <laughs> think about it. Let, let, let's, take the, let's take the fans and the listeners back a little bit. This is the only thing I'm going to say about it. He had, to beat, he had to join them to beat them. He did. He did have to do that because LeBron then kept him from a, a, a couple playoff uh, wins <laughs> in his time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I ain't giving him a full pass at this. No, not not giving him a full pass, but I think it turned out that he was the right coach for the job. And I'm going to say, and I hope she's listening, Michelle, leave Frank Vogel alone. <laughs> she was going on rants on Facebook. I ain't going to tell and give her last name or none of that. She was talking about on Facebook looking like Cleo smoking a cigarette, talking about I'm about to have none on that. Shut up. <laughs> He got you a ring. Like, leave him alone. Yeah, man. Look, Frank Vogel was genuinely happy, too, at, at the end of that. Um, 
you know, during the whole trophy presentation and everything, screaming to the 20 people that might have been in the crowd. No, <laughs> you know, there were no fans. There was only families and whatnot. Their so. families, right. But, They're man, right. He, he was, you know, he truly, you know, was happy, and, and you can kind of see that weight coming off his shoulders. Because, I mean, coming into the season, everybody thought Jason Kidd was going to stab him in the back. So, I mean, shout out shout out to the whole Lakers coaching staff, you know, everybody that contributed to coming out victorious. Now, for the part that most of y'all want to talk about, finals MVP, LeBron James. What? Was there any doubt? I mean, after game two, yeah. But after that, it was pretty, it was pretty much a wrap. If Anthony Davis was able to finish the series how he started, I think he probably would have got finals MVP. Exactly. And I don't think LeBron would have had a problem with it. No, LeBron definitely wouldn't have had a problem with it. Um, I, and I also don't think it would have hurt his legacy any. It ain't like he just was a complete no-show in the series. Like, he, he balled out. If you look at his numbers, um, as, I, as I sit here and pull them up in front of me, um, he actually – he actually had a hell of a series. Now that I look at it, 29.8 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, 8.5 assists. Mm. It's pretty pretty exceptional Fantastic. at age 35. Fantastic. Um, so, and you and I are kind of on the same wavelength with this, Arlington, and the fact that we don't really want to judge the whole is LeBron the greatest of all time question until he retires, right? I think this fourth title is making a very good case for him. If it if he didn't have one already, it's kind of kind of getting to that point where it's like, <laughs> okay, you know what? We got to really sit down and, and look at this because now you have championship number four for LeBron. You have finals MVP number four for LeBron. He and Michael Jordan are the only two in NBA history that I believe have both four regular season MVPs as well as four or more finals MVPs. Yeah, I think other than Mike. Yeah, he he and Mike are the only two to do that. Um, he is now that's finals appearance number ten for him. Yeah, nine of them in the last ten years. It's pretty crazy. Uh, first man to win. Actually, <laughs> he's in a tie because we put it that way. But he's the first to lead. Three teams to the finals. <laughs> yeah, I had to had to put the lead in there because my man Robert Ory would have had something to say about it, <laughs> or or uh, Danny Green would have something to say yeah, about it about being on three different teams. But yeah, yeah the first to what to be Finals MVP on three different teams. So yeah, um, LeBron is building a legacy, man. And what I don't want people to do, regardless of where you stand on your, you know, whether it's LeBron fandom hate or you somewhere in between. Um, we can't lose sight of the fact that what we are watching with him is truly incredible. Oh no, no question, man. It is. It is without question. It's one of the greatest that we've ever seen. So, and in our, in our generation, yeah, it, and in our generation is crazy. I think Richard Sherman said it the best. Yeah, Richard Sherman, NFL's Richard Sherman said it the best. We need to stop saying. And I'm about to start agreeing with it. It's saying greatest of all time because it's hard to put that into fruition. So it's, it's hard to put that out there. Let's say the greatest of this era. Right. So I like the GOAT term. It's, it's G-O-T-E. <laughs> yeah. He stayed with the theme now. Yep. But it was like, GOAT, let's say greatest of this era. Yeah. And yes, without question, LeBron James is the greatest of this era. Without question. And I, I think 
I'm I'm getting to Does that. Does that make point y'all too. happy? <laughs> right. Does that make y'all happy? Y'all hear me say that? Because y'all know how much I'm not a fan of LeBron James, but I'm sitting here telling you, and I'm being real about it, is that he is the greatest of this era, the greatest of this generation. Man, without question, dude, it's like a 17-year period. Yeah. Of just sustained greatness. Like, we've never seen anybody's prime last this long. We've never seen anything like what LeBron is doing for the totality of a career and the totality of a career that's not done yet. Like, this is year 17, and it does not look like he's slowing down. Anytime going, soon. Going into year 18, 19, and even 20. It's ridiculous, so, man. Um, I do think there is something to that greatest of an era thought versus greatest of all time because especially with the way basketball is played now, it's so much harder to compare eras than it was ever before. Um, and I think you also you also get into that weird spot with the NBA of trying to compare like the careers of bigs versus the careers of wing players. Yeah, which of course now twenty twenty, big men is damn near non-existent. Like <laughs> unless you unless you the Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid types that are truly unicorns. Eh, you might as well. You might as well call it a career. <laughs> but that's what they're developing now. It's like yeah. that is what the league's current culture is. Is that if you ain't six ten to seven two, and you can't hit a three, you might not make it in this cultured league. This this version of the NBA, and because the postman is gone for yeah. real, and because postmen can hit mid range jumpers, or big men can hit mid range jumpers, can step out and hit a three if needed. Right, you know, we're seeing that with Giannis. You know, we see that with Joel. You know, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, um, uh, Porzingis, right? Uh, Laurie uh, Mackinnon in uh, Mackinnon in uh, Chicago. Right. You know, he can do that too. But you know, if you ain't got that kind of range, it's the hell wrap. with it, man. Yeah, it's a wrap. You finished. It's a wrap. Speaking of big man, I gotta apologize to Dwight Howard. Why? I said before this season that I didn't want Dwight back on the Lakers. <laughs> and it turns out we needed Dwight. Not necessarily in this final series. Once it got towards the end, you know, he wasn't really playing a whole lot. But regular season, playoffs up until now, we've needed Dwight. And Dwight did everything that people thought he was not going to do. He basically shut up, played his role, and he's an NBA champion now because of it. So, Apologies to Dwight. Shout out to him. Making his second trip with the Lakers a lot better than his first. I had a Kobe joke, but I'm going to leave it. <laughs> You're going to let him live? I'm going to let him live, man. you going to let him live. Mm-hmm. For those of y'all just joining us, this is the Price Check Podcast here on the End Zone Network. Um, of course, talking about the NBA season, kind of recapping now, finals, um, and looking back on what it feels like has been two different seasons, the, <laughs> the pre-bubble and then the bubble, right? So... Um, it do seem so weird, it, man. it seems like two separate seasons all in one. Um, I do also want to give a quick, quick shout-out to the Miami Heat because, my God, like, I understand they got blew out in game six and it got ugly towards the end. Thank God it was a 17-point loss. Yeah. I'll take that. Then get Over what it was. 30 yeah. in the first two quarters. It, it got real ugly real fast. <clears throat> um, but Miami, man, that – a team full of dogs. Y'all done heard us say it countless times here on this show, on you know, in his own special that I've done with Palm Alexander. Um, he the dogs. They're gonna be back. I, I I fully expect him to be 
in the thick of the Eastern Conference next year in terms of teams that are actually contending. Um, and we also have talked about how well they're set up for the following year when they have some uh, salary cap space to go out and, and chase Greek freaks and uh, other unicorns and stuff. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that might play out for them. But I think when you when you look at the bubble, you look at um, you know how the season played out, I think the right team won the championship. That's not even just my, my bias coming out here. Um, I think the Lakers were clearly the better team amongst all in the regular season. Of course, you got to throw the Bucks out there in terms of, you know, having the best record in the in the league, mm-hmm. not just the East. Right. Um, but I think the right team won the championship. It kind of sucks that they didn't get to go through the Clippers, but that's the Clippers' fault, not the Lakers. I said this is. I said this back in January and February before. I remember talking with old co-workers of mine at my job, and I said, this is their – they all Laker fans. Yeah. Just about all of them Laker fans. I said, if they don't win this championship this year, they don't win it for Kobe, you can forget anything. Like, anything about them with this season is bust. They might as well be the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, it was championship of bust. I don't know what Paul George was talking about, but it was championship of bust for one L.A. team, if not both of them. So, um – they made good uh, on the goal. Um, real interesting to see what, what next year is going to look like. I don't know what happens with, like, Dwight and JaVale, especially now that we saw what starting Anthony Davis <laughs> does for your team at the center. Uh, you still need a backup, though. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, but do you, like, I think Dwight earned himself a little bit more money than the league minimum. <laughs> based on his play this year. But if he willing to come back for the league minimum, definitely taking that. <laughs> you better take it. Yeah, definitely. You, know, you still want to play, bro. You yo your value ain't as needed no more. Nah. Like for real, they could release you right now and they wouldn't have to think twice about it. Right. You did your duty. Uh bon voyage. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Arriva Yes, sir. Your uh, services are no longer needed. No longer needed. We'll uh, we'll call you. <laughs> type of thing. Don't you know? call us. Yeah, we'll, we'll call, call you. you. Um, I don't know what happens with Dwight and JaVale. Um, I would assume, again, keyword being assume, I would assume that they try to find a center that has a little bit more range, can step out and do a little bit more. Um, the thought, probably too expensive, but the thought would be like a Mark Gasol type. Um, yeah, that's expensive. It's expensive. I mean, I know LA can can do it, but what is their salary looking like? Like the salary cap looking like? It ain't well, looking like Miami's, okay? It's not looking like Miami's, but there's there's some ways that you could play around with that. There there's a group that could use Mark Gasol's services, Miami. Yeah. Think about it. Bam comes off the bench. Bye, Kelly. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, though. I don't. I think they would bring Mark Gasol off the bench before they bring Bam off the bench. I think they was. No, 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 no. I'm saying Bam still starts. I'm talking about as oh, a when two. he go, yeah, yeah. When, when he go off the floor, you throw in Mark Gasol. Yeah. Bye, Kelly. That's why I said. Yeah. Peace out, Kelly Olynyk. We don't. We don't need you. Who are you? <laughs> right. Who? What? Okay. Um. So that's a that's an interesting thing to look at. Um. Like I said, they'll get Avery Bradley back next year. I'm assuming Rondo's coming back, KCP coming back. Like I said, I think you try to you try to ship Danny Green out of here, man. 
you try to see what you can get for him because paying him, you know, fourteen, fifteen million dollars isn't really needed right now when you can just pay KCP eight and keep Caruso on whatever you know minimum or rookie deal he's on. Yeah, he's still on it. Like, you see what you can get for Danny Green, around maybe trade him and the draft pick that they have in the first round this year to try to see what they can get. Um, but there are some some ways to kind of you know tweak the edges of the roster a little bit because I think um, you know especially for a team like the Lakers who are winning a championship this year and then planning to try to repeat next year, all those teams that have ever repeated as champions have made some type of tweak to the roster. Like, nobody has ever kept the exact same team year to year and then won a ring, unless you're talking about, like, the 60s version of the Celtics. (laughs) (laughs) Even then, they made moves. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it was like, it wasn't nothing entirely different, you know, but made one or two moves. Like, uh, who was that? Uh, Cliff Hagen. And went to St. Louis, you know, for uh, to get the draft rights of Bill Russell. That right. changed the landscape. They was a champ before then, though. Yeah. But see, but that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, it make a move or two. Gotta you make gotta a make move. A, you ain't got to make a big change, you know. Um, I wonder how DeMarcus Cousins feels right now. Because, I mean, technically he was supposed to be <laughs> on the roster and then towards <laughs> ACL and that was that. Damn, man. Bumming. Bumming. It Bumming. Sucks. It sucks for him, man. Sucks Bumming. For him. Definitely sucks for DeMarcus. Do you, do you, mm. uh, I also saw a uh, picture floating around Twitter of the uh, Kawhi Leonard headshot where he has the sunglasses on from the Toronto Raptors parade, but in the shades you can see LeBron and AD celebrating. <laughs> so you uh, you could have had it. Could have had it, but you, uh, you chose Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. You chose Paul George over Anthony Davis and LeBron James, which – you really sit here and say that to yourself. How ridiculous does that sound? Mm. Man. Now, granted, the Lakers would have had to sacrifice some of the pieces around those guys, but if you Kawhi, you kind of got to gotta be kicking yourself right now. Like, damn, I, I chose to go to the little brother L.A. team with Paul George, and I could have just went over here with LeBron James and A.D. and had him. Remember, DeMarcus Cousins was teamed up with Anthony Davis. Yeah. In New Orleans. I also think, I also think, that's I think Boogie would go back to L.A. if the opportunity presented itself. I think he would. That's not mm. obviously. I don't have no inside information. I don't nothing like that. But I think if the opportunity presented itself, that's something that he would think. Okay, about. so they waived him. They, they basically waived him. waved him after he got. Uh, he, he signed a deal yeah. in 2019. Towards ACL during the preseason in right. August 15th, but they didn't waive him till February. Right. So I would, I'm kind of like, you know, out of common courtesy, maybe give him a ring. But then you didn't do anything, so I'm like, I think, <sighs> I think it would have been different one if he hadn't literally been hurt from preseason up until yeah. know, the entire year. Right. Um, and I also think it would have been different had we not had the pause due to COVID. If it was just a, you know, yeah, continue the season through June like they usually do, that mm-hmm. might have been a little bit more more understandable. But yeah. I, don't, I don't see okay. Boogie getting ready. They might yeah. do it out the kindness of their heart. Now, now, I heard that he did – I think they did somewhat celebrate with him. Okay. But – 
Yeah. As in getting the ring, like get Jostens to say, hey, can we make a ring for him? <laughs> They're going to be like, was he on the roster? No. No. <laughs> no. Then we can't do it for him, brother. No. <laughs> can't, Sorry. Can't name you a champ, man. Not you missed, today, You, you kind of missed your chance the season before, man. Hey, that's got to suck, though. Boogie, that man had been, he went and signed with the Warriors last year to get a ring. They get to the finals. He gets hurt again in the finals. They lose because Clay and KD are out. Signs with the Lakers. Lakers go on and win a championship, but you tore your ACL. And they, they waved you. And they waved you. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Like that. It's it don't not get no, it's not, it don't get no worse than that, though. But it's bad, dog. It's, it's like, it's horrible. It don't get no worse than that. No, it doesn't. Damn. It doesn't. Hey. Somebody got to get Boogie a ring. I'm starting a petition online. Get, get Boogie Cousins a ring. That's, that's my call from here on out. Man. Get Boogie Cousins a ring. Nah, I, I want to be genuine, generous as well and say, yeah, he should get one. But <laughs> not, not about that. Now, speaking of generous, I've had a couple different conversations here with mm. different people in my life the past couple days about what this does now for the uh, Hall of Fame candidacy of Dwight Howard and Rajon Rondo. Um, fun fact, I have actually been in the corner of Dwight when it comes to him being a Hall of Famer pre-ring, like even before this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people forget that in his prime, Dwight was one of the best defensive players we've seen in this era if i'm not mistaken he won that award twice i i want to say he won defensive player of the year three times Let, let's let's see we'll we'll double check that but i'm pretty sure he's won defensive player of the year three times um not to mention he had a case for mvp the year derrick rose won he wasn't necessarily the best player but he he had a case for mvp so yes sir you're correct. A three-time. Three in a row. Three in a row defensive player of the year. Three-time defensive player of the year. Was on the defensive first team four times. Been on the defensive team, period, five times. Uh, all NBA first team four times. Uh, excuse me, five times. Eight-time All-Star. Been on the NBA second team. He was on the rookie first team. Did He, he, never, he didn't win rookie of the year. Not his first season. But he's five-time NBA rebounding leader and a two-time on blocks. So defending now, NBA champions, an NBA champ. Look at that. I think Dwight's a Hall of Famer. I think I his think. I think his resume indicates that he is a Hall of Famer. Now the the tricky case here is Rondo. Okay, let's go. Um, wrong. Let's go I, so I am I am of the belief. Put this on wax now. I am of the belief that Rondo is going to get in however i don't necessarily know that i would be voting for him if i had a hall of fame vote. okay two-time nba champ yep four-time all-star member of the third team two-time defensive first team two-time defensive second team three-time assist leader was the league leader in steals and a member of the all-rookie second team mm. and not to mention he's I'm pretty sure climbing the list into the top 10 in all-time playoff assists and is like top 15 all-time in regular season assists. He is 11th in NBA history in triple-doubles with 32, and he has 10 in the playoffs. 
more than likely he's going to be not a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's going to be one. So he's going to be a it's going to be a tough sale. It's it's a tough sale, but lately what I've been having to use as the bar is Mitch Richmond. <laughs> and the reason I have been using Mitch Richmond as the bar is because Mitch Richmond got into the NBA or the Basketball Hall of Fame. Let's clarify that. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not right. the NBA Hall of Fame. Correct. Mitch Richmond should have been, but that's another story. Um I, and I'm not I don't want di- to I don't want to make this sound like I'm trying to shit on Mitch Richmond because by all means he's a hell of a basketball player. One of Mike's uh one of uh, opponents that he says is, is the toughest he ever had to play against. Hey, Bonafide score, the whole shebang, right? But outside of him being a, you know, 20 point a game score over his 14 year career and having six all-star appearances, I don't really know what else his resume is supposed to have that like. He got an NBA championship too. Yeah. But you, you going to throw, just like you throwing J.R. Smith out there. Well, but Jr. ain't average twenty a game for a fourteen year career either. <laughs> like that's different. Mitch, but Mitch, Mitch didn't play. He barely played on that Lakers team. Okay, he got a ring on. Glenn Rice then. Glenn, I Same, think, but I think Glenn, I think Glenn Rice is more easily relatable to Dwight. Where I think Glenn Rice had a Hall of Fame case before the ring. The the ring just kind of put the icing on the cake. Whereas Mitch, I don't like again. Yes, he scored 20 points a game for us. 21, I think. Let me put some respect on, on his numbers. 21 a game over the course of his career. But, again, outside of that, it's not like, you know, not a whole lot there in terms of accolades and accomplishments. At least not any more by a long shot than Rondo. 20,000 point score, all-star game MVP. Hmm. I mean – he was the NBA Rookie of the Year, first team, you know. Again, that's a hard sell, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer even without the ring, Mitch Richmond. Probably. Think about the era that he was up against. He was up against Mike, you know. Okay, so. Chris Mullen. I'm talking about shooters and scores and Reggie Miller. and uh, I'm talking about uh, thinking of scoring guards, right? Right. Uh, or wingman, let's put it like that. Wingman, Glenn Rice was a wingman. You know what I'm saying? Um, Drazen Petrovic. Oh my God! That, let's not sit here and act like he wasn't no, he wasn't a slouch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Barkley. Yeah, I mean, you know, even though he he could play either four or three, right, inside or out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you had guys in the era. You definitely had guys in the era. Clyde Drexler. Um, Another Clyde, yeah. I don't know. It's tough because, like I said, I always, I always kind of lean towards the side of somebody getting in when they have a borderline case, uh, just because I think that the Basketball Hall of Fame has been generous <laughs> over the past few years, and some of the people that they let get in. Um, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> but AI has gotten in. Okay. I think both of them were Hall of Famers, though. Okay. Dennis, Dennis's case, when you think about it, it's funny to laugh at, but at the same time, Dennis is one of the greatest rebounders we've ever seen, one of the greatest defensive players we've ever seen. A two-time defensive player. And he's got how many rings? Five? Five. 
That's one, kind of, two with Detroit. Three that's with like, so that's like saying that's like saying you don't think Draymond Green should ever go in the Hall of Fame because Draymond's going to have. I think Robert Horry should get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and he got seven. Robert getting in. Robert is getting in because not only does he have seven rings, you could make the case contributions that he is a serious contributor to all of those. Yep, to each team. Each that's crazy. every single ring, every single ring. That's crazy. <laughs> and, and has multiple rings with each team that he's won rings with. That's amazing. Two with Houston, three with the Lakers, two with the Spurs. That's amazing, dude. Crazy. I I still am pissed off about that 05 finals. Look, I was pissed. Don't don't not because me. not because it was a defensive struggle, because I was rooting for Detroit to beat San Antonio. That's what that was about. Right. I like the fact that, that I think that's the thing that people don't didn't like about the series. It was a defensive struggle. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a good TV sale. Like you can't if you tell me before a NBA Finals game, let's say game four of the NBA Finals, the final score is going to be eighty two to seventy eight. Eh, I'm like I ain't really gonna watch that. <laughs> okay, we weren't tripping when the Bulls was doing it, but that's because the Bulls had Mike. Like you you talking about Tim Duncan and what Chauncey Billups being your two stars? They kind of <laughs> that's kind of underwhelming when you compare it to Michael Jordan being the older court like. Keep going. So, I, you know, I don't know. I think that Hall of Fame is generous. I think Rondo eventually gets in. I think Dwight is first back. Let's put all these cats in, man. You know. I, and I think – but I, so I think we're going to get to a point, though, especially with how basketball is played in now. In the NBA Hall of Fame. They need to make a separate Hall of Fame. Exactly. That's what, they, that's what it really needs to come down A college to. basketball Hall of Fame for them. A Hall of Fame. And the same thing go for baseball. But I think baseball might be the one league that does the Hall of Fame right. Because if you think about it. I disagree because uh, I'm going to tell you right now. And this well, there, so there's one I person say, I know that should not be in the Hall of Fame or two people that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame well, because of what their contributions were. So I say that and then I also have to, to backtrack just a little bit because I, I don't think they handling this Barry Bonds thing right. But that's another that's another topic for another time. Mm-hmm. I think I think you can make the case that Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer, even if you just take the steroid seasons away. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. He was a Hall of Famer before. Right. So it's just that was the icing on the cake. But you also have to look at his circumstances and say, my man looked at the rest of the league and said, everybody else is taking steroids. I am an MVP of the league, and y'all have no idea who I am or care what I do because these dudes is out here hitting 70 home runs. And I <laughs> Speaking of which – I know we we kind of sidetracked, but the thing was the Hall of Fames do need to change, especially yeah. in this case. Yeah, definitely. Because there are some some members I don't believe shouldn't be in there. That's just me. But they they definitely need to make a separate NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, because I, I think the criteria would be a little bit different. You would have the the correct amount of people being honored with that Hall of Fame status. Twenty thousand point scorers get in. You know, ten thousand point rebound. Uh, 10,000 rebounders get in, 10,000 rebounds, uh, 1,000, 1,500 steals maybe. Uh, I'll say because it's hard to do to get to 10,000 assists these days. Yeah. Um, seven, maybe 8,000 assists in your career gets you there. You know, blocks, if you can get 500,000 or something like that, 1,000 blocks or so, you know, you should get in. Now, shorter careers, you know, some members get there because there would be cases like, Brandon Roy, 
Well, Brandon Roy, I don't think he didn't know. But I, I get the, I get the. You get what I'm saying? I get where you're going with that because it's. I think we're gonna get to this point with your boy, Derrick Rose. Yeah, this Derrick is Derrick Rose a Hall I of think, Famer. Yeah, is, is Grant Hill really a Hall of Famer? Yeah, it, like those types of cases are, are definitely Tracy gonna, McGrady gonna come up. Tracy is he in already? Didn't he already get in? How? I want. Yeah, say, he did get in. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure. T Mac did T-Mac get in. Already got inducted. Wow. Um. So yeah, I think that's something to look at though. I think that's something to look at. So um, for those of y'all just listening, Price Check Podcast here on the In the Zone Network. Now wrapping up and looking back on the NBA season that was, you know, a lot of crazy moments, a lot of crazy things that we saw this year. Um, of course, some of the big takeaways for me, Clippers going to clip, still still in effect. Clippers always going to clip. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to see what happens with Luka and Dallas next year. And, and speaking of the Clippers, because they, you know, they took the Clippers down to six and what should have probably been seven games. Yes. Um, no question. Interested to see what moves they make because I think, depending on what they do, they could very well look up and be the second or third best team in the West next year. Mm. Everybody healthy. That's a big. That's a big if when you're dealing with Porzingis. Um, but if everybody's healthy and they make the right moves around the margins, I think they could be like the second or third best team in the West. It's gonna be interesting to see how well. If yeah, if they all stay together, um, the West itself is going to be crazy again. You got to think we're going to have the Warriors back in in full health, as far as we know. Um, Denver is going to be back, you know, and building off this playoff run that they had. You're going to have the Jazz trying to get better. You're going to have teams like the Kings and the Suns trying to make their way into the playoffs. So I'm going to be real interested to see. Every year we usually have one or two teams that falls out of the playoffs and, you know, somebody else moving in. So I'm interested to see in the Western Conference who that ends up being because I think I can name you one team that is in the playoffs this year that probably won't be there next year, and it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Depends uh, on what happened, man. So, I, But that's the thing, though. I don't see them trying to contend. There's no incentive for them to do so. Remember, the Clippers had Shea – Alexander. <laughs> he shipped him to Oklahoma City. And Gallinari. You know? I also will stand by the fact that they were better off just signing Kawhi and not doing the Paul George job. Mm. I Look, think about it this way. If they don't make the Paul George move yet still get Kawhi, I say they at least still get to the second round. Or pass it. Look, they've never shown us in their history that they're capable of anything. Kawhi like has though. Paul yeah. has it. Paul well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on on let me let me reiterate that on the West he has it. The yeah. East he has. Yeah, it's been it's been downhill since Paul got. But remember, West. Paul was the guy in Indiana. See, he was second fiddle when he got to Oklahoma City. Yep. And the Clippers. So remember that he wasn't the guy. It was different then. Like he was, it, it seemed, why did it seem like when Indiana Paul George was hitting everything, then he gets over to the West and he can't hit a damn thing? Look, the, the Western Conference is different, man. The it is a, a different little, beast. Lights a little brighter in L.A. than they are in Indiana. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Um, so, interested to see, you know, 
what teams like the Mavericks and those young guys, uh, or just young guys around the league, period, do. Interested to see what this Brooklyn Nets thing turns out to be next year. God willing, you know, KD's able to come back fully healthy. Because uh, I think that could get scary if he is the same KD of old. Now, I don't That's know how realistic sale there that too, is. Man. But I think if anybody, given, like, his frame and how long he's had now between, like, when that injury actually happened versus when he's going to have to do it in game action again, mm-hmm. I think he might be all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. But a lot of people saying that they are favorites in the East. Already I'm saying no. I, I haven't seen anything yet. I don't think they're favorites. But, again, all things considered, if they're healthy – I think at worst, at worst, they'll be like the third seed in the East. Man, at the worst. If if they come and do what we think Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and the rest of those guys should do. And that's also not talking about any potential moves that they would make around those guys because they do have moves that they can make. Yep. Um, but the way I see it right now, at least going into next year, and this is obviously a long way ahead because we don't even know when the next NBA season is going to start, if we're being honest. Um, right. If even if there is a start to the NBA season, right. And so everything that I've heard is that right now the plan or the earliest start date would be Martin Luther King Day. Like we wouldn't even get Christmas NBA games this year, which is crazy. 2020, throw the whole damn year away. If we don't get Christmas <laughs> Day basketball, what is life? What wait, is life? Wait, wait, wait. You got to be. See, people are so ungrateful. This is why I'm gonna tell you why. Because we could have got no basketball, period. I was rooting for no basketball. We got it. We didn't want no sports, period. We got them. Yeah, we did. So we did get them. So you can't can't get mad if a season – Look, you try to kill these boys. Like, LeBron – you think LeBron ain't going to be tired (laughs) getting to start back up? Have to wait another month or two and then jump back off? I mean, I'm saying – I'm just saying – in the grand scheme of things, granted, I don't expect. Oh, we ain't gonna get them, man. We're not getting no Christmas Day games. Nope. I, that's not happening. It's, it's Forget I, it. Today is October 13th. We're recording this on Tuesday. The draft, we still got another month before that draft. That's what I'm saying. So they're not starting the season until Martin Luther King Day at the earliest. And even that might be generous. Um, we might be looking at the NBA calendar now going from, like, let's say February or March through October. Like, we just might have to, oh, we might have to be cool with that. Or we go back to 1999. And pull that fifty game rush again. Well, so I don't, I don't think they want to do that short of a season. You can't do eighty two. They can't, but I think if the owners and honestly, if the players have, because you got to think from the players' perspective too. If the season get cut down to fifty games, the owners not going to be trying to pay these max contracts of thirty five and forty million dollars a year. That's true. So, I say you go from eighty two to let's say what they do this year. Everybody plays basically like sixty five to seventy two. I think that's a, a good number. You have what you had with, like, the whole play-in tournament. You let, um, you know, teams play for the, you know, 8 seed. Or if you want to get crazy, do 7 and 8 seed. When they start? October last year. Uh, was it late October it mid-October? It was about mid-October. Mid-October. Yeah. So, we're looking at. So, you typically have, like, mid-October. Regular season ends, like, mid-April. So, that's right at six months. Playoffs uh-huh. goes through June, so another two. You're looking at about eight months, so February to October. I think that's that's realistic. Yeah, it, it changes the landscapes of sports, period. It does. You know, because everything got pushed back 
yeah. some months and it's like and I hope this ain't gonna be the norm but it looking like that's what it's gonna lead to right is because what they're trying to do is catch up right and I don't I don't even like what they doing what they're gonna do with, I think college basketball is gonna start on time yeah. right but that's and even that's gonna be a hard sell. I don't know how college basketball about to do it when we see all these college football teams catching COVID. Exactly. I don't see it. I don't know how, man. Like I don't look three hundred schools. Hey, Earth to the NCAA. Y'all do realize the age range of eighteen to twenty one or twenty two is about the worst decision making age range that you could have as a human being, right? Y'all mean to tell me y'all got a bunch of eighteen to twenty two year olds that y'all are trusting? to quarantine and go about these fucking COVID protocols, it's not going to happen. It's not happening. Right. Especially We're, these kids are looking at potential futures of playing professionally. Some of them. It's not happening. Not happening. Yeah. The, the best thing for the NBA would, again, we wait until that January, February timeline and making sure that they actually take some of the things that they were able to do in the bubble and make those long-term changes like the play-in situation. Um, because I think that hell, we sat here on a, what was it a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and watched Portland and Memphis, and we, it was a legit playoff type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the ratings were were right in line with what the NBA needed to to make some money off of it. So I say stick with the play in. I think it gets a little bit more interesting if you kind of open it up as an actual tournament a little bit more, because um, I. Frankly, I think the Suns should have had the ability to play in the playing game instead of Memphis. Oh, no question. But, you know, is what it is now. Um, that's a team I'm also keeping my eye on going into next year. I think Phoenix will be good next year. Based on what we saw in the bubble, I think Phoenix will be good next year. But, um, yeah, man, it, it's a it's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot that's, that's going to have to happen here in the next couple months. Um, draft is coming up. Yep. Interested to see what happens as that plays out. Um, I'm getting nervous for my Chicago Bulls. Cause I'm, I'm always I'm, nervous for the Bulls. I'm <laughs> really seeing LaMelo Ball going to Chicago. I don't think he lasted for I'm hoping he ain't going there. Unless y'all trading up, which I don't know how I feel about that. Stay at four? Because you actually have prime choice. So... If anything, I would trade back if I were the Bulls. Because this is one of those drafts where the talent you get at four could could honestly be lesser than the talent that you get at like eight or nine. And you have some teams that are probably going to try to trade up <coughs> New York Knicks. Uh, <laughs> Because they need some type of star power, something to get their fan base excited about, right? How many times have we dealt with that? Teams do it all the time. We see countless times that it doesn't work, (laughs) but teams continue to do it. Um, So I think the smart move, especially for a team like Chicago, that if we're being honest, they have a lot of good pieces already on the roster. Just got to make sure to maximize. And I think Billy Donovan is what they're hoping will do that trick as well. But... We'll see. I like Billy Donovan. I like what he did in OKC. I don't know if he was the coach for this team, but I think he's a good option. I'm starting to have to warm up to this, you know, because I wasn't expecting it. But, again, they needed a sexy hire because that was the same 
crap that happened with Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. The difference was Billy had more success than Fred did. Yeah. And Fred was coming, just coming off some seasons. You know, he had seasoning, didn't have any seasoning in the NBA as a coach. Right. And I think uh, Billy Donovan's success from Florida, getting over to OKC just kind of helped propel him even better. Yeah. And know? I mean, he – it, I think there's something to be said that even though he didn't win with KD and Russ, but having coached those teams and you know some of those playoff situations, it helped a like lot. That, it helped a lot. It helped a lot. It didn't help Fred because <laughs> he didn't have it. Nah, nah, he didn't. Sorry, Fred. Uh, but yeah, man, it, we got some storylines to to keep an eye out on, man. But yeah, but I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning and bring it back to the end yes, about sir. this 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 LeBron thing. I want my damn respect. Yeah. Um, goats. Don't ask for respect. If you considered the greatest of all time, I'm the king. That is, I see what you're trying to do. You, you at that king status. Give me my damn respect. No, I ain't got to. I don't have to at all. That just make you an arrogant, pompous ass to me. And it's like I spit on your grave kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So. I get both sides because, and the only reason I say I get both sides in the sense of like LeBron, to an extent he has been disrespected more than most other like players of that caliber. And what I mean by that is regardless of what LeBron does, my man went and it, taking it off the court, right? Yeah. The man opens up a school mm-hmm. in Ohio. Mm-hmm. People say he don't care nothing about basketball. All he want to care about is the off-court stuff and being famous and mm-hmm. all this. Okay. All right. Disrespectful. The man is opening schools for kids that didn't have other schools to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, let's put that in perspective. Oh, yeah. Um, I get that. Taking it, even if we want to use this series as an example. He passes to Danny Green. Everybody says he should have been the one to take the shot, right? hmm If we look, everybody can go and find the steal shot of the moment that Danny Green caught that ball. Every single body on the court, save for Danny Green, KCP, and Andre Iguodala, every other body that was on the court was in the paint next to LeBron. <laughs> what was he supposed to do? Did you see the pics of Kobe Bryant when he went up on three people? Hey. That's where they was going. This is Laker look, fans that was doing this. But look, so here's the thing. Y'all, you, y'all know. Y'all know the Lakers my squad. Kobe's my man. Kobe took that shot, and guess what we did? We lost. Now, I agree with that. The point what I'm talking about with this disrespect, and here's the difference why we talk about LeBron and Michael so much. LeBron wants the spotlight. Put the camera on me. Look at the digital age that we're in right now. Michael did not. And this is why I say that. Go back to the last dance. Right? Yeah. Remember when he talked about his celebrity status, how he wanted to really touch and get with everybody, but he couldn't because then it's like it's pulling him, taking a piece. He wanted just one private to himself. Right. LeBron is not that type of dude. At least that's what we see on the surface. Right. LeBron is like, I'm accessible. You get what I'm saying? I can't, I can't, I can't use that to take away from him, though, because there, there's. Little nits that we could pick on, on both sides of the argument, right? Mm-hmm. I think one, we have to look at this from the aspect of there are some some moments where 
LeBron has been disrespected. Hell, the whole start of the season, you have people talking about how, or not even start of the season, fat, uh, rewind back to when he first signed with the Lakers. Jalen Rose went on ESPN and said LeBron James had a better chance at winning an Emmy than he did winning an NBA championship. People told him that he was going to L.A. to go into the twilight of his career, make movies, make TV. He wasn't focused on winning anymore. I would take that as disrespect. Mm -hmm. I would also take it as disrespect when people said coming into this year, after getting Anthony Davis, that the Lakers had a better chance to miss the playoffs than they did to win a championship. Disrespect. Mm -hmm. And I also understand LeBron not taking that as just disrespect towards the Lakers, but disrespect towards him if he's supposed to be leader of the team. So I get it. Now, I do also need some LeBron fans out there to understand that calling him, and Stephen A. Smith also said this, Calling him the second greatest player of all time is not hate. There are people who go out on the internet and say you are hating on LeBron if you don't say that he's the greatest player, but you say he's the second. I'm ready to call some names out right now on this show. As in in the words of Stephen A. Smith, I'm ready to call him. Calling him the second greatest player of all time is hate. What is love? (laughs) What is love? What is love? (laughs) What is love? Because if he can't, if it's not enough to call him the second greatest player to ever touch a basketball court, I don't, I don't know what more praise you're supposed to. Get. And I'm gonna say it again, so that everybody can hear me and understand me correctly. And I'm gonna say it really, really slow. LeBron James is the most polarizing athlete we have ever seen. Put it on the board. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, it, I, will, I, will, I will not make that any more clearer than that. He's the most polarizing athlete we've ever seen. Because, again, the guy that we wanted, we wanted the killer instinct, right? Yeah. Okay. He is the athlete that when you play, I'm going to say it again so you can hear me. When you're playing NBA 2K12, you are building your creative player like whom? LeBron James. Yep. No question. You want him to pass. You want him to rebound. You want him. You want triple doubles every time, quadruples, quintuples, all the time when you on the floor. You can sit there and show me screenshot your stats and show me at the A-Train show on Twitter and show me that this is what you do when you're playing. You can be Wilt Chamberlain and have a triple-double when you're playing with them. That's the kind of guy that y'all wanted with LeBron James. What I wanted, I wanted that. What made me triple LeBron if he had that killer instinct, for real. Now, when he did show it off, I'm like, well, damn. Well, where was this at beforehand? So I'm still going to be content with it. It ain't hate. Because I still consider him great. Yeah. I still to this day consider him great. He's just not the greatest of all time. And that'll be the argument forever. That's like football conversations with running backs, quarterbacks, whatever. Wide receivers, all that stuff. Yeah. It's the same. We got to remember Kobe, LeBron, Mike. That's all the three that we talk about for real. Yeah. And it will never change by anything so that's why i go back to what richard sherman said why don't we just call him the greatest of the era why don't we just call him that hey look 
again, I'm not <laughs> damn near twenty years. Yeah, doing this. He's the greatest of the era, and I, I hate the. It's hard to put him up against Kobe, man. But the contributions that he's made and stuff, and and the, everything virtually yeah, and all that. Yeah, I mean that, that's not that's not hard to do. Like everybody, everybody's gonna continue to put respect on Kobe name. Like that's not that's a given. But just the totality of it all, like like I, I said this what if not last show a couple shows ago, what we're seeing is unprecedented because at thirty four Kobe tore his Achilles. We ain't seen nothing like that. Out nope. Of LeBron. No no thirty five year old being able to do that. Not even Kareem. Right, and so uh, look to play at such a high level again. I, I'm gonna say this again before we go. I'm not making a full blown judgment on the greatest of all time conversation until LeBron retires. However, and again, y'all know I, I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm not a LeBron apologist. Not a LeBron hater. I just appreciate the greatness that is in front of me, and I think that, it, especially if he gets. One more in L.A., we got to start having a conversation. I'm not ready to put it there yet, but we got to have a conversation. It, it ain't going to matter because he can go 6-6 six and six and it won't, it won't do nothing. Because all we going to sit there and say, oh, he made 12 finals, which is unprecedented. But at the same time, all, all we're going to go back to is how many losses did he take? How many so, L's he took? I get it. I get all that. But you also have to think about the statistical resume that he'll have by the time mm-hmm. he retires as well. Of course, because uh, who said it? Somebody. It was an it was an NBA legend that said it. That by the time he's retiring, he could be all time leading scorer yeah. in NBA history. He could be in the top five in assists. Could be yeah. top five in assists. He might be in the tops in steals. And could rebounds. be in the towns and rebounds, top ten in rebounds, Look, like, and he could be the only man in NBA history to have thirty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, and ten thousand assists. It's like, again, I'm I'm go back to my original statement. He's the most polarizing athlete we've ever seen. I'm, and that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's it. You can't change my mind. Look, and but and. and not to make this about Jordan fans, but I feel like that that's where most Jordan fans are going to stand anyway. That, there's no – I don't think there's ever going to be a point that somebody who is a hardcore Jordan fan is going to be like, okay, now LeBron's the go. Or somebody who's a hardcore LeBron fan is going to be like, you know what, not thinking about it, I got to take that back, Jordan's the go. If you're on one side of the argument, you're going to stay on that side of the argument. Exactly. Right? So – Why you got to be a hater? Yeah, Ain't that right, Devon? <laughs> Why you gotta be a hater, man? Let me tell you, he did something unprecedented. He was going up three-one against the Warriors. How about that? Uh, Michael never had to do. That's exactly. You go ahead, make the point. He never had to really go through that. Hey, I'm just saying the 2016-2017 Warriors is a lot better than some of those teams Mike played. Some, that, I, some of that 73 and 19. Yeah. I would love to see the. I would love to see the '96 Bulls against that group. See how they handled them, because I would love. I don't even got to see the night. I just want to see every other '96 NBA team against the Warriors, and that. But that that would make the case is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a simulation on it. There's a thing online. Called, I think it's called like Real Sim. I'm gonna put the '96 Bulls and put a seven game series against them, and see how that how well both squads go against each other. Hey. We have to see, man. But I, I, I look. 
hell of a run by the Lakers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, gentlemen sweeps every round up until the finals. We all, almost <laughs> got one. Almost got one in the finals. Thank but, you, Jimmy. <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy, look, Jimmy Butler put his cape on and, yeah. and hopped out the phone booth one time. He said, you know what? <laughs> now I see why he was so damn tired. But I and I said it. On our in the zone special. I see why, man. You play 47 and a half minutes in game five. I don't know how much is left in the tank in game six. And they, they were gassed, man. It, it just they yeah, ran out of he gas. Was, he was gassed. Uh, but big shout out to the Miami Heat in the fight that they put up. Big shout out Coach Spo, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, all those guys. But at the end of the day, the Lakers are inevitable, bro. <laughs> the Lakers are inevitable. That's what it comes down to. Um, you know, like I said, real, real excited about, you know, what has transpired now over the course of the bubble. Real excited to see what happens going into next NBA season if we get an NBA season. Um, and, and to be quite honest, man, real happy to see, you know, how we've been able to cover everything here on the show. We, we had a hell of a year covering, you know, the game, covering the league, and, um, you know, was really able to put some good content out this year. So we'll have – couple more uh, fan specials here, um, you know, uh, during this offseason. We'll do some stuff on the draft and, and free agency and whatnot. But, you know, take a little bit of hiatus, bask in the glory of the uh, <laughs> the Larry O'Brien trophy. But, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, this has been the Price Check Podcast. I am Josh Price, your host. Check him out. <laughs>